serves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, everybody, and welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. This is Katie Weaver, and I'm here with my co-host, sister, and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey, everybody. I can't How's believe it it's going? Wednesday. I know. Good, but weird. This week is just flown by. Racing by, without a doubt. I hear that. Well, it's Wednesday, of course, which means it is case updates, and we have got a slew of them. Right? Kinda a lot. Reaching backwards into some old stuff and finding some new, uh, you know, court uh, happenings happening yeah. and some things like that. So we're excited. want to say hi to Janie, Cranky, Barbara, Amy, Colleen, Cami, RJ, Fran. Welcome, everybody. We are chatting. So come and say hello. And be a part of the crew. So how's it going? How's your day? Uh, really good. First of all, please acknowledge my shirt. If you're listening and not watching, it's uh, it says hashtag say gay in all the rainbow flag colors. So I was very happy to find this. I love it. Over the very weekend, cool. I went and did my gay pride shopping, which just meant finding the <laughs> handful of stores in this town selling <laughs> pride merch and got me some new shirts and a few things because i like to i like to get some new gay stuff i don't necessarily like supporting <laughs> the corporateness of pride mm-hmm. but i do like having these things to wear so i guess it's kind of a you know kind of a bit of a catch-22 but yeah it's a service yeah i well it is because i like to wear things that say stuff like this yeah. around this this town, town where <laughs> i live yeah. Um, you know, cause it's important and representation matters. So I love it. Well, yeah. good. Hi Other than Coco. that, I've been deep down the rabbit hole of Teal Swan today. Yes. You've been <sighs> Teal Swanning it up. So that's going to be in Patreon. Yeah. We're going to record that tomorrow. So it will be in Patreon. If you want our take on Teal Swan and as, you know, professional healers and, psychics and having worked in the spiritual new age world for a long time as well as being former mormons yeah former mormons and myself being a mental health professional uh Mm -hmm. well we have some stuff to say so yeah i gotta talk to the teal swan yes but please you know come to patreon to hear us say it because i feel like that's the best place for us to do it sometimes patreon really provides a safe platform to discuss Mm -hmm. things that otherwise you may not be able to uh really pontificate on yeah it's good and you know no shade to anybody if you're a teal swan follower but come here and what we have to say come join us on patreon what we have to say just just hear it because i do feel like 
a perspective from others who have worked in this field really matters mm -hmm. in this case. So, mm -hmm. for sure. I want to say hi to Coco and Gigi and Colleen. Maybe I already said hi to Colleen. I did. Well, you get it twice, Colleen. There you go. Look at you. Oh, Cranky is going to Pride. She said her little town is having a Pride Day and she is going to support her friends. I love that. How fun. That is really cool. We forgot about Pride here in Rexburg, which is crazy because <sighs> Rexburg Pride has only been going on for three years. No, this was only the second was year. Was this the second year? No. I can't believe we forgot. What the hell's wrong with us? This, well, you know, right at the beginning of the month, I went to visit yeah. JJ in California and I have not quite caught up on yeah. that it's June now and June things are happening. Yeah. I know. But I hear uh, very good things. We had PFLAG last night and some people went and they said it was really great. So that makes yeah. me happy. Awesome. Very good. Well, we're super excited because next weekend we get to go to Boise to celebrate my birthday yeah. and go to the Lavender Festival and have some fun. So I'm super excited. Mm -hmm. Um. One listener who I won't call out by name for safety and things. Um, hopefully, we can have coffee with you while we're there. That's a part of my plan. Well, there you so, go. Uh, yes, <laughs> she'll know who she is. <laughs> I think she will. Uh, yeah, that's going to be super for that fun. matter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Barbara said they're having Pride Bar Crawl in Tucson. Oh, how fun! That sounds fun. That mm -hmm. would be a fun way to do it. We don't have a lot of gay-friendly bars here. I wish no. we did. I would love to have a Pride Bar Crawl. That'd be fun. You know, I keep seeing bar crawls happen that are like, oh, like there's a golf one that they do every year that like it's a mini golf thing that you you put a little course in every bar. Oh, really? That would oh, be so be fun. fun. Mm -hmm. We don't do enough fun things. We no. when you work from home and also thanks to COVID, I mean, we're all just so way too used to just sitting home. Yeah. And it's I don't know. I'm having a hard time making myself get out of the house. And then I feel like I miss out on everything because I'm not leaving my house, but I'm also not leaving my house by choice. So I like, I need to yes. snap the hell out of it. So. We are getting anyway. out of these damn houses and yes. doing some goddamn fun things. <laughs> my, my trip to California really showed me that like, oh, mm -hmm. I am not having enough fun. I am not having yeah. nearly enough fun. I need to get the hell out of this house. Yeah. So Rhonda and I are like, yeah, we need to. We need to get you guys together and go down and do some karaoke, for example. Yes, I'm all about well. it. We played a game. One of our favorite cousins on the planet came last weekend with her husband. Yes. And we played a karaoke game that you, you draw a card and it gives you a prompt. And then you think of a song that uh, reminds you of that. And you just look it up on your phone, which, you know, there's karaoke everywhere. And then mm -hmm. your team has to sing the song. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it, was it was so, so funny. Fun. Oh, it was, it was hilarious. hilarious. Yes. That's awesome. Hey, Brandy. Yeah. yeah I, I I know. And I when we played it, I'm like, I want to go down and do real karaoke. We haven't done it in forever. Yeah, we need to. That's fun. Mm -hmm. That's a fun little bar, too. It is. Yeah. I mean, it's it's weird and seedy as hell, but we bring the fun. We bring the fun. <laughs> they have good food. That's what matters. They do. They yeah. do. And that's where we learned how to make one of my favorite bar or drinks to order in a bar ever, because okay. a lot of times they don't know what you're ordering, but it's called an angry balls. Mm -hmm. It's an angry orchard with a shot of fireball mm -hmm. and it's delicious. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. it is oh, 
Arbor says, Pride in the Desert, October 1st. Ooh, I like that. Mm. I like that because Arizona is just hotter than holy hell right now. My October's God. a great month to have, to have Pride. I hope you're doing okay, Barbara. Lawrence. <laughs> hey, Janet. Oh, Colleen said, Pride in Lexington, Kentucky is next weekend. Oh, it's always so fun and uplifting. There's always two protesters and no one cares. Well, good. <laughs> that I, That's what I like to hear. See? Yeah. Apparently See? there was only one at Rexburg Pride and they sort of gave up and went home early because they weren't, they were <laughs> way outnumbered. Get the hell out. We'll just ignore mm. you till you go. Yeah. Well, and get this. So there was this truck driving, the pickup driving around the park mm-hmm. with um, uh, flags on the back, right? And mm-hmm. and here, if you see that, well, they're not that means pro one thing. pride mm-hmm. uh, flags. This truck was driving a pride flag and an American flag, and they were just going round and round and round the park, Oh, which I thought was really, really cool. Very cool. I hear it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause so, there's still, I passed a truck today, this giant truck and they have this huge flag mounted in the back of their truck. That's like, I mean, it's like 10 feet above this giant truck and it's an enormous impeach Biden flag. Like how much time and effort and money did it cost you to do this dumbass thing? Right. Like, also it. be careful going under low overpasses, dumbass. Oh, like I'd you're like not supposed to, to be driving something like that around in the car. Seriously. <laughs> Fran said there were at least 31 protesters in Coeur d'Alene. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there were at least 31. That is true. Yes, indeed. <laughs> hey, Jacqueline. Oh, Barbara said she gave the chickens all waiting pools with ice. Oh, good call. Janet oh, to says there's chicken still... in Arizona. Oh. Uh, right. Oh, Janet said they're still dealing with January in Seattle. Oh, yeah, here too. Oh, here. It's so weird. It's you guys. so cold. It was in the 30s. This we had a frost we warning up. last night. Yeah, it's chilly. Yeah. The windows are shut. The heat's not on, but the windows are all shut, and we're wearing hoodies, and it's chilly. Mm-hmm. Scott's about frozen to death, umpiring. Poor Scott. <laughs> well, and it's supposed to hit 90 this weekend. Yeah. That's what we're dealing with, that insane yeah. up and down stuff that is just, mm, it is the good. hallmark of living here. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, it's Cindy. also frustrating. Uh-huh. Amy said that her brother Eli's memorial is Saturday and they are singing karaoke because it was his favorite thing. I love it, Amy. Oh, I love that. That's a great idea. That's an awesome idea. Well, let's talk a little bit about, well, I found a meme that I thought applied to this group. So I saved it so that I could share it. I think we can all pretty much relate with this. It says, I can't watch a movie where a dog dies. But I will watch a serial killer documentary where 27 people are murdered to relax at night. Oh, good God. (laughs) Have been called out. Seems legit. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Yep. I'm worried that we're not going to have huckleberries this year. I have no idea what the state of the mountains are. I'll go check it out. I'm betting not good. Yeah. Wild. Yeah, Janet said, listening to murder podcasts to fall asleep. Yeah, I know. We're weird. Yeah. There was, so my daughter was in Billings last weekend, and I should issued her and her teammate, they went together, a really strict warning about how dangerous Billings is. Because per capita, Billings is one of the most dangerous uh, cities in the country. Yeah. Uh, their crime rate is insane, and I hate mm-hmm. it when they go to Billings. I hate it when I go to Billings. Yeah. And 
you know, so I had said, like, you guys don't be stupid. Here's all the things, you know. Well, on Sunday, a girl disappeared in Billings. Like in the middle of the night, Saturday night to Sunday. So I had sent it over to my daughter and just said, hey, check this out. And she's like, my God. She's like, we were on that road. She's like, our hotel was on that road where she went missing. And I'm like, wow. So we've been kind of watching this case. And her name, she's a Native American uh, young lady, of course, you know. Well, because that's why the the crime rate is so high in Billings is because it's crimes against Native women. Yep. Um, She's from the Northern Cheyenne tribe. She was 38. And she went missing on June 12th. So Mars was like, my gosh, it just kind of rang home to her, right? Yeah. Well, yesterday I came across an article that they had just pulled a body out of the Yellowstone River outside of Billings. Oh, no. And I sent it over to Mars and said, what do you think? And she goes, my God, is it her? Confirmed today. It is her. It's her. But here's the thing that freaking killed me about the article. The sheriff said... We don't suspect foul play, but for now, we're going to treat it as a homicide. Oh, for God's sake. Yes, because adult women just go falling in rivers all the damn time. Oh. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Yep. More of the same bullshit. Jesus, be some Valium, people. (laughs) You're right. Yeah. But uh, so that's the case I'm going to keep tracking. I don't really have any info about it yet. Uh, except for that it happened and I wanted to uh, keep tracking it. But mm. at any rate, uh, yeah, she didn't end up in the river for nothing, you know. No. Uh. Yeah. Well, and that was up there when all of that flooding was starting and everything, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And Billings has flooded now. They hadn't flooded then, but they have flooded now. Yeah. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a scary, scary town. Well, and it just, I think it helps bring home to our young ladies. Like, we're not messing around here. Yeah. There's a lot of things you need to think about to be mm-hmm. safe. Anyway, but that one just hit a little close to home, I think. Yeah. yeah that sure does. So, yes. all the love to her family, damn it. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, let's tear into our case updates tonight. We have so many. We do. And we'll start with Harmony Montgomery. So some of you may have already seen this. Yesterday, the FBI and the police in Manchester, New Hampshire, and let me back up. If you don't know, Harmony Montgomery is a little girl that has been missing since 2019. She would be eight years old, but she hasn't been seen since the fall of 2019. So she went missing when she was five. And she is a little girl that kind of got lost by the CPS system. She... Her dad had custody of her, and he just kind of slipped off into obscurity, and no one saw or heard from, well, him. Mom couldn't get, mom had been back to CPS like a billion times trying to get information on where her daughter was. Her rights had not been severed, but she didn't have custody of her, Mm -hmm. uh, couldn't get anything from CPS. She finally had somebody go to the mayor And the mayor started poking around with the police department and the police department suddenly went, oh, shit, we have a missing child, a five-year-old who's been gone for three years. Well, two years when this all started. Two years at the time. And finally, dad was found. He was living homeless. He's a junkie. He's been in prison before for shooting somebody. He's a complete disaster. 
And he and his ex-wife, who was Harmony's stepmother, were both arrested. Um, He was actually arrested for violence on Harmony when she was alive. That was witnessed by an uncle. After after she was missing. Then he gets arrested for it. Then he was arrested. Stepmom was arrested because she was still getting food stamp benefits for Harmony. Though she hadn't seen her in over two years. Um, she was then, she made it out on bail and then she was rearrested for perjury. And now it seems like maybe she has squealed. We don't know. Somebody what happened has. yesterday is that the FBI and the cops showed up at a place, at an apartment complex on Union Street in Manchester, New Hampshire, and did a huge search of this apartment that apparently these two lived in for a while. Yeah, They had already searched his grandmother's house where they had been living. Mm -hmm. They've searched it a couple of times. The poor people that live there were completely displaced, had crazy people making death threats and, you know, all this stupid shit, you know. Right. They had no idea. They had no idea. They just bought the house not too long ago and were suddenly inundated with all of these searches and these people. So now it's this apartment. They hauled out a lot of really interesting things. Mm, They hauled out large items wrapped in sheets of cardboard that sources are saying were pieces of wall and flooring Mm. from the apartment. They hauled out the refrigerator. They hauled out the fridge. It was wrapped in black plastic and biohazard stickers and loaded into an FBI truck. And then the FBI, someone else from the FBI showed up with another brand new refrigerator to replace it with, you know, since the people who live there probably need to have a fridge. I guess someone lives there. I'm not really sure. But, I mean, how terrifying is that? If you do and you've been using that freaking fridge. Yeah. I mean, yeah. oh, that part just. its That's oh. really, that turns my stomach so much. So they removed several other things too. Then. They removed a manhole cover and used a tethered camera and put it down into the sewer and did some searching that way. They didn't remove everything, anything from the sewer, but they did do some searching. And then they brought in some HVAC people who were there for several hours. And they were bringing items into the building that are commonly used for cutting pipes. So what? What's the story that she was murdered Someone and placed has... in the fridge for a while and then cut up and shoved down the drains? I mean, what the hell? Right. What is I mean, this? What, how, what else would, how else could you interpret that other than that? You know? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some awful Dexter shit. No kidding, Janet. Right. Yeah. So that's what happened. Um, there were some rumors that there was a coroner's truck there. That is not true. New Hampshire actually doesn't have coroner's trucks. Right. They just rely on local uh, funeral homes for pickup. And so there's just no such thing. So there was no coroner truck there. And the police have been completely tight-lipped today. They're not talking at all about what they did or didn't find. Other than to say that uh, there had also not been a funeral home truck there. Yes. So. Yep. Yay. Thank yeah. you. Those of you just noticing my shirt, I just suggested my camera so you can see it a little better. Cause yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm representing friends. 
So that's what we know with Harmony. We'll keep an eye on it. We've been on the Harmony case since it happened and we've been keeping an eye on it. So we will yeah. definitely keep you guys abreast. I really, really am starting to think that Kayla, the stepmama talked. I think so too. I think she's in more deep shit than she knows what to do with and might actually be trying to finally help herself out yeah. and tell the truth. Because it's been and, nothing but lies up to here and them yeah. blaming Harmony's mother and claiming that they passed Harmony off to her, which is just patently untrue. Right. And so here we are. It's Ugh. just pretty terrible. It is. And yes, GB, I had the same thought. Uh, Dennis Nielsen, who did the same thing. Yeah. That's how he got caught, actually, is by um, a backup in the sewer yeah. of the building. It makes you wonder what kind of sewage sewer problems or you know right have issues, they been pipe issues has this apartment building had over the last few years right and they haven't known why oh god that's yeah. awful so christy there are some minor updates in dylan rounds uh do you want to talk about that yeah not really an update other than you know still the family is actively looking everyone's looking there are so many people, there are people from here locally that are looking like the, because he's from this area originally and his dad is still lives here. So there's a lot going on, but there was a statement put out by the Box Elder County Sheriff's Office today. I wanted to read a little part of that because this is really the first time that Box Elder County has acknowledged that, oh, I don't know, maybe this is a missing persons investigation. So they are now calling it a missing person slash criminal investigation update. That's what they put out. So they are acknowledging now that Dylan didn't just run away on a whim, which is mm -hmm. what they, you know, were kind of implying at first. Well, they, weird. But, right. God. So they're saying Box Elder County volunteer teams have logged 300 hours searching, covering over 3,000 miles, not including the time, um, traveled to and from remote search areas so they're really looking for some cred here obviously mm -hmm. uh box elder county sheriff's office detectives and deputies have also been searching around the clock weekdays and weekends so far detectives have spent over 650 hours investigating this case these numbers continue to increase daily and do not include the time and resources contributed by assisting law enforcement agencies and search teams so um i i think it's really self-congratulatory but it is at least an acknowledgement mm -hmm. that a crime has been committed and someone is missing so that's a step in the right yeah. direction i haven't heard from his mom again and i know yeah. that she has so much going on and so i'm just in a facebook group where she's posting updates so that she yeah. doesn't have to update anybody um so that's what's going on. I mean, at mm -hmm. least they're taking it seriously now. But, mm -hmm. you know, but we know um, from what we reported last week that there there was blood. There's there's some indication of foul play here. So yeah. at least they're working on it. Yeah. I, yes. Right. I mean, at least they're doing something. But yeah. damn yeah. it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Got your happy price, price line. And um, you are absolutely right, Fran. They have to try and make themselves look good since mom has gone to the media. Because mom mm-hmm. has said, mom told me, I will not shut up. And if they won't do what I want, I'll start releasing the information they've given me. Mm-hmm. And she actually did that when she told us about the boots. Yes. Um, so, and I told her, you know, because we've seen so many of these cases, look, it is the squeaky wheel that gets attention in these situations. So you're mm-hmm. doing the right thing. This is how you will get the help that you need. Absolutely. Yep. So. That's what it takes. And yep, definitely they're they're not liking it, but that's too damn bad. Yeah. But they have taken way too long. Way too long. Oh yeah. 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 It's I I have said it a thousand times, but I'll say it again. I will never, ever in my lifetime understand why families have to beg law enforcement to take a look at their missing people. I just right? can't. Me either. It makes yeah. no sense at all. I, I don't understand it. And and this is a hard case. This is an expensive case. They're way out in the middle of nowhere. And I don't care. That's their job. You yeah. know? Yeah. So, yeah. Hoping for some answers for his family. Yeah, without a doubt. Yep. So it is also today marks a year that Summer Wells has been seen. God. So if you remember, Summer Wells is this absolutely precious little girl mm-hmm. who went missing last year out of Tennessee. And <laughs> basically the sheriff is saying, uh, we are basically in the same place we are now that we were then. Yeah. We just don't have an idea. They don't know. You know, a lot of people have really suspected the family, particularly the dad. Mm -hmm. The family is very backwoods. They're pretty gross. There's a lot. There's some abuse and some alcoholism here. There's a missing aunt. Summer's mother's sister went missing back in, I believe, 2011 or 2013. Yeah, it was about 10 years prior to Summer. Yeah, I think 2011. Uh, There's a lot of strange things. One of her dad's grown sons is a registered sex offender. There's all kinds of stuff that makes people look at the family and be like, they goddamn well did do it. Well, if they did, they've done a good job of hiding it because they have not been able to uncover anything. No, no, no. And and you'd think in a year and the pressure that they've placed on these people that if they had something, it would come out. Gosh, you would think so. You would really, really freaking think so. So that's where things are with Summer Wells. I mean, I wish I had a better update than that, but I wanted to at least say her name, you know, and mark the fact that she has, you know, been missing now for a year. Uh, In the Daybell case, uh, there was a motion hearing today at 1030. It was yet another closed door event. Uh, I'll say it again. I wish that somebody bigger and with, more lawyers than us, we don't have any, um, <laughs> yeah. would get involved in this and stop letting them do these closed-door meetings. They yeah. are not correct, and it's really frustrating. But this, we think it has more to do with it was for it was for Chad, and we think this is more of Pryor's attempts to get the prosecutor. He's trying to get both Woods and Smith thrown off of the the case. So we believe that's what more of this was about, but we don't know because our rights as the public are not being upheld at this point. 
Yeah, they really are not at all. It's very frustrating. Um, they've just gone from a lot of stuff behind closed doors to everything is behind mm-hmm. closed doors. Yeah. And our community and the global community, all the people that care about this case, they have the right to know. Absolutely. That is part of our legal system mm-hmm. is that it's public. So, yeah. But for some yeah. reason, our precious eyes, our sensitive little eyes are being shielded from all of this. Uh, it's not right. It's not okay. But it's definitely mm. what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's all we have right now for uh, <laughs> for that. Yeah. But uh, let's see, Christy. Mm-hmm. Let's. <laughs> I'm muted so I can <laughs> yell at dogs. Uh, let's talk about the potential serial killer in Hawaii. Yes. Okay. So we talked about him last week. This is. Cheeto uh, Asuncion, potential serial killer in Hawaii. Really rare occurrence for Hawaii. He is charged with multiple counts of murder and attempted murder. He has their four victims. Two were killed, two were injured, um, all in stabbings. And he was in court in just the last couple of days yesterday actually um and he is being sent for a psychological evaluation which clearly is something that he needs what island i believe it's the big island the stabbings were in hilo kalua kona is the island and uh the stabbings were in hilo and so we're just going to keep an eye he's going to start moving his way through the courts now because he's arrested and charged Psychological evaluation will be interesting because there's just something very off about this kid. He's only 24. Just. mm. And 10 years ago, 10 years prior to all this happening, he himself went missing for a little while. And I've been able to find only a very small amount of information. He went missing and then he was found. I do not know what happened. If he he was just a runaway at that time or if something else happened to him. There's not a lot of background on him yet. But uh, we're going to keep an eye on that one. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's pretty shocking for Hawaii. Um, Hawaii, These kinds of things generally don't happen in Hawaii. They they rarely have a first-degree murder case. Mm -hmm. They're probably feeling a little like we are here in little Idaho right now, dealing with stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, serial killers, that's just not a thing that's happened in Hawaii. So keep an eye on that. For sure. Uh, It was Bruno and Luca. They... They lay in their bed and bark at each other over one toy. <laughs> Rest assured, they have a lot more than one toy. <laughs> my birthday's next week. My son called me and said, would it be really weird if I bought you a BarkBox subscription for your birthday? <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, I know it would be toys for the puppies and, and the other dogs, but I, I feel like it might help you because they're keeping you so busy. I said, yeah, I think that would be a great birthday present. Bring it on. <laughs> That's a because great idea. How fun. The, the toy wars around here are never ending. <laughs> because awesome. whatever toy one guy has, well, that's it. Everyone wants it, including mm-hmm. my other two dogs. <laughs> Everyone has to have it. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. All righty. What island? Oh. It was Kalivakona. Okay. 
All right, let's see. Oh, Cody Bigsby. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember the Cody Bigsby case. We covered it. This was yet another missing child. Uh, Cody's four years old. He has been missing. He was reported missing by his father on January 1st, 2022. And his dad, Corey Bigsby, was arrested for multiple child neglect charges, not related to Cody's disappearance, but related to the fact that he wasn't taking care of his kids. Right. And so it certainly could be related to the disappearance of Cody. Uh, Cody's still not been found. There's not much happening on that, except for that Corey is still moving through the courts on this uh this case. So they called four witnesses this week in the preliminary hearing. Mm -hmm. They were the lead detective, a loss prevention manager at Walmart, and two managers at a car dealership where he bought a new car. And the reason why is they're proving that he left his two-year-old and four-year-old children home alone to watch themselves while he went shopping at Walmart and why, while he bought a new car. Yeah. And those are just two instances of the, uh, you know, uh, of the neglect. But basically, they're showing that he wasn't taking care of his kids. And they still don't know where Cody is. But anyway, he was gone. The car dealership, the manager there testified that he was at their dealership from start to finish for six hours. Six hours that his two-year-old and four-year-old were home alone. Mm -hmm. And his attorney said, there's no clear rule on when children can be left home alone. And obviously he thought it was lawful. A two-year-old and a four-year-old? No, he didn't. Give me you a break. Mother effing kidding me, man. Yep. When they asked why he didn't get a sitter, he said that they're too much of a handful for a sitter and it just would be too much of a hassle. So leaving them alone was better because they're too much of a handful mm -hmm. for a sitter. But this is all bullshit, man. Yep. All um, yeah. His attorney, who I just don't know, I there's things I could say. She said, my belief is that the reason <coughs> he's still in custody is that the Hampton Police Department and the Commonwealth Attorney perpetuated this narrative so that he's a person of interest and there have been no charges. So it's unfortunate that they use the emotion of not only the community, but the judge to ensure he remained in custody. Oh, for God's sake, he left his children alone and now his four-year-old is missing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And somehow he doesn't have any responsibility here. Give me a break. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous. He's got a bunch of family in court supporting him. His cousin said, just to see him looking rough like that, he's lost a lot of weight. It broke me down. It broke me down. What well, has it broke you down that Cody Bigsby's been missing for a half a year now? Yeah. And Where's literally Cody? no one is talking. Jackasses? Yeah. Oh my God. This one just. Yeah. That there's any defense at all for this father is just no. There's no, no why defense. isn't this family asking? Where is Cody? Yeah. Where's Cody? Disgusting. Yeah. And is. ridiculous. Yeah. Without a doubt. Okay. Let's see. Christy, do you want to talk about the Coleman ordeal? 
Yes. So we didn't actually cover this when it happened, but you may have seen it in the news and I wanted to talk about it. This is Matthew Taylor Coleman. So Matthew Taylor Coleman is in a federal prison in California. And that's because 10 months ago, he killed his two children with a spearfishing gun. This, he, he was in Mexico when it happened, mm-hmm. and his kids were two and ten months. Yeah. He got all wrapped up in a lot of QAnon-style conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. And he started believing that his children had reptile DNA mm-hmm. from their mother. And he decided that he, on, this was on August 7th of 2021 is when this all kind of started. Yeah. Matthew and his wife, they were packing for a family trip, but he had started believing that Abby was a reptilian. You guys have heard this term, I'm sure. And that meant that his children were half reptilian. So While they were packing, Matthew put the two children in his van and he just drove away. This was in Santa Barbara, California. And, you know, the mom, of course, kind of freaked out, like, what's happened? And called the police because she didn't know what was up. She didn't think that the kids were in danger from their dad, but, like, they just disappeared. Well, he drove into Mexico with his kids. He took the kids to a ranch of some sort and then killed them and went back to his hotel. Mm -hmm. And he was arrested when he tried to come back across the border because, of course, the police were looking for him and his kids. Yeah. So he says that he had visions and signs that were that revealed to him that his wife, Abby, was possessed by serpent DNA. Mm-hmm. And that she was potentially a shapeshifter mm-hmm. and had passed this on to their children and that their children had corrupted DNA and that that would spread if he didn't do something about it. Now, this is a QAnon conspiracy theory. It has been, I've, I've seen it from other people. Oh, yeah. I heard it from lots of people. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely terrifying. Yeah. So... He has written a letter in which he says that he was deceived. He says, I'm sorting through it all now. There's a lot to unpack, but I have to figure out what I really believe. I don't have access to information anymore, as in those crazy QAnon message boards. So I'm having to use my mind to figure things out. Well, there's a start there, Matthew. Uh, yeah. There is. It's such a tragic, awful situation. So terrible. And, you know, the, the combination of the conspiracy stuff, obviously combined with some mental illness and delusional mm-hmm. stuff, led to those children's deaths. And it, there are so many stories like this. It's just terrifying. Yeah. Yep. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's terrifying to see how 
an anonymous person posting on the internet was able to gather the kind of following that they did and say this kind of insane shit and get people right on board with them to the degree that they left their families, they left their jobs, they committed crimes, they murdered their children. For what? Right. For what? Matthew Coleman has destroyed his life and his family. It's, yeah. And it's it's not like this is the only story. Like, this, it's not. No, it's not. There are hundreds and thousands probably at this point mm-hmm. stories like this mm-hmm. where um, believing that stuff and getting sucked into this delusion has destroyed people's lives, destroyed entire families. Yeah. Yeah. Without it's a horrifying. Doubt. It is horrifying. Yep. Well, speaking of horrifying, mm-hmm. uh, new charges today came down for the Buffalo mass shooter. Oh, yes. This is the shooting that happened last month in Buffalo, New York, at a grocery store where this uh, 18-year-old white supremacist idiot showed up and gunned down 10 black people. And now he has finally been charged with multiple hate crimes. We've been waiting on this. He's already been charged and, you know, all these murders. But finally, the hate crimes have come, which they should. Uh, Hate crimes resulting in death. Hate crimes involving bodily injury and attempt to kill. Use of a firearm to commit murder during and in relation to a crime of violence. And use and discharge of a firearm during and in relation to a crime of violence. So... I mean, not that this kid wasn't already looking at potentially a, a death sentence, but this this takes but, him a whole lot closer to that. But the federal hate crimes are very important. It's very mm-hmm. important that they are charged because it is sending a message mm-hmm. in this country. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it's got to get a whole lot better than it is now. But at least we're getting a few, you know, Derek Chauvin was charged with a hate crime and the other police involved with George Floyd's death. This yeah. kid obviously needed to be charged with a hate crime. Like I'm, I'm grateful that we're getting at least a little bit of movement there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk about Irene Gakwa. Oh yes. So we talked about Irene. We ran her story on Monday. Mm-hmm. She is a lovely woman from Kenya who has been missing uh, for several months now from. Gillette, Wyoming. Mm -hmm. And her fiance is a person of interest. He's actually been arrested and charged with five felonies in relation to what he did after she disappeared, which was drain her bank accounts, run up a $3,000 charge on her credit card, uh, delete her Gmail account, and change some of her passwords to her banking and credit card sites. Yeah. And that's not sus at all, right? No. No, but we had a few questions and I was able to get with one of the ladies. There are some ladies in the community that are working really hard to not let anyone forget about Irene and keep pushing towards uh, answers of finding her. And I had the opportunity to speak with one of them, a lovely lady there who doesn't know Irene at all, but is a mom and is horrified by all of this and says if uh, she had a missing child, she would really hope others would do this for her. I did not ask for her permission to share her name, so I won't. But uh, she did give me a little extra uh, or additional information. She answered a couple of questions that we had when we opened this investigation for ourselves. 
Uh, one of the questions we had was, what about her cell phone? Surely there's a cell phone. Right. Uh, her cell phone continued to ping until the first part of March. Good. We're not sure if that just means that's when it died. We think that's probably true. Mm -hmm. uh, that could also be just when he turned it off, you know. Right. Know. But at least that's been checked. Because there were a lot of questions about what has actually been checked and has not been checked in this case. <laughs> Katie's <laughs> muting to yell at her dogs again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know why on Wednesday nights I always end up home alone. So I leave my office door open so that I can keep an eye on things. And then this happens. Yeah. This is happening because Rico had the nerve to walk in the room. So Bruno's oh, is that barking what at him. Yeah. Bruno, Bruno? Well, Bruno. I don't know what's wrong with my lighting or my camera, but I am bright red and I have no idea why. So I, if you see me fiddling around with, with my green screen and stuff, that's because I am. Because I look weird, but I don't know why. So we're having... You know, we're doing our best tonight. That's all, yes. that's all so I can say. We're, we're in straight up chaos. Okay, Rico. Yes. Rico's joining me. So they'll be <laughs> All right. So back to Irene. There's a few things I wanted you guys to know. One of the things we didn't understand was the barrel. Because the police have been asking everyone, if you have seen anyone with a 55-gallon drum. Right. Burying it in a rural area around here, we need to hear about that. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The reason why is because his neighbors saw him come home with a 55-gallon drum and burn something in it. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. So that's why. That's that's the deal with the, uh, the barrel. And that's all yeah. we know about that. So a few other things that's she said. That's very concerning. They've been keeping a pretty close eye on him and trying to understand, like, what, what the hell, right? So we know that he's a big time gamer and that he mm. works from home. She said she thinks that they're quite sure he actually works for AT&T and oh. works from home. Okay. And he door dashes food twice a day. He, he door dashes wow. food and he door dashes groceries and doesn't really leave the house at all. Um, That's interesting. Which, uh, clearly these guys are keeping a pretty close eye on him. Gillette's not a big place. No, uh, I mean, it's not a tiny place, but it's not a big place. You know, they're keeping an eye. He also doesn't do face-to-face -face delivery. All of his delivery is contactless. That's interesting. Like, it does make you wonder, like, is he afraid to leave that house? Is there something in that right? house? Why is he, he doesn't want house? people to find? Why is he not leaving the house? He has someone coming in that mows his lawn, like a lawn service or a neighborhood kid or someone mm -hmm. mowing the lawn. He doesn't even go outside to mow the lawn which is pretty weird. Uh, if he leaves the house, it's in the middle of the night. Yeah, there's something in that house he doesn't want anybody to see. Mm -hmm. Yep. He drives a Subaru Crosstrek, a gray or silver Subaru Crosstrek. And she said that uh, it still has Idaho plates on it. And that's pretty much what they know at this point. But they are keeping an eye on him and, you know, just continuing to keep awareness going and keep the... Uh, Madness, uh, you know, high to keep the, the anger high, the frustration, the, the pressure high yeah. to help out. I mean, consider living in a different country and having one of your children go missing. I can't. And your parents imagine. are in Kenya. Yeah. Yeah. Her brothers are in the Boise area, though, right? Yeah. Now, we did have one sympathizer that commented on our original story. We did. Who claimed that Irene was the uh, the violent one. 
and that Irene made his life a living hell, and this has been nothing but heartache for him, and that he's done absolutely nothing wrong. I did follow up with them and ask them if, you know, okay, thanks for your perspective. How do you answer to, or what do you think about the five felony charges for all of the uh, financial crimes against Irene? Mm -hmm. um, crickets there. Yeah. I, I kind of wanted to ask, uh, you know, <laughs> is that you? <laughs> yeah. What is about this? the barrel? What was burned in the barrel? What did you right? burn in the barrel? Yeah. Right. I know. I really wanted to be like, huh, Nathan, that you? That you? So, yeah. hey, bye, Cindy. Good to see you. Anyway, so that's that's what we know. That's just a few uh, follow-ups on Irene Glockwood, but we'll keep watching that one and mm -hmm. uh, glad to have a good contact there because hopefully she'll keep me abreast if anything goes on that we would want to know about or any, uh, you know, sometimes it's a matter of just helping, like, sign some petitions, do things that help keep pressure on, stuff like that. However, it seems like law enforcement is, they are taking it seriously. This does not seem like a case where they're having to publicly shame and fight law enforcement to get them to uh, do their jobs. That doesn't seem to be the case at all. Right. No, it doesn't. So good on Gillette. And I hope I'm right about that. That's what I have gotten from who I've spoken to. But mm -hmm. anyway, I hope that that remains the case, you know, into uh, solving this case and finding Irene. Yeah. So I think, oh, the West. Oh, yes. Oh, geez. The Wests. So you guys remember Oren and Orson West, who were two little boys that went missing from California. And finally, eventually, their adoptive parents, Jacqueline and Trezell West, were arrested. Uh, they still haven't found these kids, but they are mm -hmm. charged with second-degree murder in the boys' deaths. And they have additional charges. So they all, they now also, besides the second degree murder charges, they also face one count of involuntary manslaughter and a conspiracy charge in the yeah. deaths of both of the boys. And of course they have pled not guilty to it all. Yeah. Hey Candy. And yeah, so that's what's up on that. Uh, good. Keep slapping it on there. Yep. But boy, I wish they Keep could the find those boys. Yep. Yeah. Give their bio mama some peace here and and yeah. the families and, and the public. I mean, people have just fallen in love with these little boys and want to know, you know. Right. Yeah. Yep. And yes, Mrs. Brophy. <laughs> oh, boy. It always like, makes me laugh. This is Nancy Brophy, who was uh, charged with murdering her husband, Dan Brophy, in Portland. Uh, he worked at a culinary school, and she was an insurance agent as well as a novelist, and mostly wrote like romance and romance slash crime stuff. Mm -hmm. And back in 2011, Nancy Brophy wrote an essay about what how to kill your husband. <laughs> and then, not a genius in, move, as it turns out. In 2017, she killed her husband. At the time, they were in financial straits. They were losing their house. And Nancy was shelling out $1,000 a month in pensions and life insurance payments on Dan. Yep. She stood to gain quite a lot. She also had ordered a ghost gun off the internet and a different barrel that she had changed the ghost gun's barrel out for. She'd done some kind of shifty stuff. 
Very sketchy. And, you know, thanks to CCTV, they were able to put her van uh, right in the area at the time of death. And she did a few kind of interesting, uh, (laughs) made a few interesting mistakes. Gosh, Nancy, you're going to have some time in prison because she was convicted, but uh, I'll get there. But anyway, (laughs) while she was in jail, she was discussing Dan's murder with uh inmate and showed her with her hands how far away the person was who shot Dan in the back. <laughs> you know, like he was this far away. Well, that's because that was you, Nancy, and you were there. Uh, yeah. it, the sentencing was so sad. I watched the sentencing. It was awful. Uh, his parents, his mama spoke or his family spoke. Uh, some of the students, his culinary students uh, spoke, the kid who found him. And actually, like, closed off the crime scene and wouldn't let any of the other students in because they didn't want them to see the horror of this. It's so awful. Yeah. Yeah, true. But anyway, so long story short, she was convicted of second-degree murder uh, a few weeks ago. So she was sentenced a couple of days ago. So she is sentenced to life in prison with no possibility of parole for 25 years. Well... Nancy's not going to live 25 years, you know. No, she's about 72. mm -hmm. She's in prison forever. So, yep. But basically, that's that's the the takeaway really is that yet again, seems like this is why women kill more often than not for the money. Right. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, Candy said, they do say money is the root of all evil, right? (laughs) Why do people have to be like this? No, mm-hmm. Janet, I'm not familiar, but now I want to look into it. I just did a search. I do remember a little bit about this. We'll look into it a little more. It's the Dusty McKisson situation where he thinks that his dad, that he's found evidence that his dad was a murderer. Of the Caddy Cabin murders. The Caddy Cabin murders, yeah, which we haven't talked yeah. about here before. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll we'll take a look at that. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is wild. Huh. Well, there you go. I think we covered everything. Let me double check my list really fast. I hate it when I promised we were going to cover something and then we forgot. But we have a big list. So Dave Valvalo, check. Cody Bigsby, Orin and Orson, Harmony. Oh, Caitlin Armstrong. We oh, did something. yes. Yep. Caitlin Armstrong. Caitlin F. Armstrong. Do you mm-hmm. guys remember? This wasn't that long ago that we covered this. Caitlin Armstrong is uh, being sought because she's being charged with murder in the case of uh oh gosh mo wilson yes. or, or mariah wilson or mo wilson <laughs> uh this was a kind of a love triangle gone wrong and right. it's really shaken the cyclist world cycling world because mm-hmm. uh, mo wilson was a well-known cyclist and so is Colin, the boyfriend of or a fiance or husband? I can't remember. The the man boyfriend. in the center of the triangle, right? Uh, and apparently, Caitlin had dabbled a little bit in cycling too. So at any rate, Caitlin is on the lam and has been pretty much the whole time. Well, there is a little bit more information coming out. Uh, there's been another sighting of Caitlin, and this is so interesting because I saw it in the cycling. Uh, magazine. <laughs> oh, really? They're keeping a close eye on this shit. Yes. Mm-hmm. They have discovered that they believe that she was seen in a remote camp st- 
ground in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. They also believe that she may be using her sister's name. Um. Yeah. So they're really watching for her. The sister's name is Christine Armstrong. And they're now wondering if she has made it into Canada. Oof. Yeah. Mm. So our Canadian friends, be aware. There mm-hmm. is a potential murderer on the loose or upstate New Yorkers that mm-hmm. uh, may have seen her. It sounds like a pretty credible source of a sighting of her being up in there. But it was very close to the Canadian border where she was seen. And also potentially using the name Christine Armstrong. So how about that? Commit a murder, flee with nothing but a backpack and your yoga mat. Because <laughs> she was a yoga instructor. Right. That's not a whole lot of namaste there, Caitlin. No, um, <laughs> Also, uh, don't you dare commit a murder and then use my name. I'm just, just making that statement right now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I won't do it. Shitty to I do, will do not to your do sister. It. Right. What a thing to do to your sister. Well, also what a thing to do to Mo. I mean, for real. Well, yeah. I mean, but, it's all bad. Yeah, it's definitely all bad. So anyway, those are things that we know now. Her poor family, Caitlin's Mm. family, is so horrified. And they're still like, we don't think she actually did it. She couldn't have done something like this. Caitlin, just come home. We'll work it out. We'll figure it out together. That they've got to be going. But why is she running like this? Why is she running? Why is she using her sister's name? Like, what the hell is she doing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty wild. So anyway, that's it. That is the whole list. That is, I knew we forgot something and now, now I know what we forgot. Right. <laughs> We're going to be back tomorrow night for the psychic hour. Mm-hmm. So 7 p.m. Mountain Time right here. Do you know what we're doing? Yeah, we're going to be talking about resilience. I like and it. And about how to use energy skills and spirituality to be more resilient, to be mm-hmm. to bounce back quicker from challenges and traumas and just ways to learn to understand yourself a little better mm-hmm. and learn some skills that help you to not get stuck in something. So yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. Awesome. I love it. I'm here for it. All righty. Well, guys, you know it. It's been, this is, it's been, this has been, what's been? <laughs> Something's been, I don't know. Something's been. Thanks for being here. Like, mm-hmm. follow, share, keep an eye on Patreon. We've got some barn burners coming out in there. Yeah. You don't want to miss it. So, this has been yet another production of True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Take care. Bye, everybody. <laughs>